Hello. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Oh, I hear you loud and clear. Looks like it worked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm here in Houston, Texas. Looks like you're in California. Sacramento. That's right. Sacramento, California. All right. This is the Melanin People podcast, and I have with me this beautiful afternoon, the Reverend Philip Shock Matthews. Did I get it right? <laughs> uh, Philippe Shock Matthews, but that's close enough. Oh, man, I just messed up. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> so how do I say it? Is it Philippe? Or... Yeah, it's Philippe. All right. All right. So I, I have with me the Reverend Philippe Shock Matthews. Did I get it right now? <laughs> Perfect. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My name is Yinka. It's a Y-I-N-K-A. And um, Yinka means to surround. My full name is Ade Yinka. Ade means crown. Yinka means surround. And full name means I'm enveloped with crowns. <laughs> love that I'm originally from Nigeria but you know I'm, I'm Nigerian American now and um, I am the CEO of the Melanin People so the Melanin People love the podcast we do have a magazine and we just launched the Melanin People app which is focused on black economics I have with me today uh, the Reverend Philip right Shock Matthews and it's the first frequency of oneness science manifestation and prosperity. This is really loaded. I don't know where to start, but I'd like you to break it down a little later on. And uh, it, it's, uh, I know you. we, we already had like uh, the, um, we already had like the, the magazine text on our website, which if you're listening to the sound of a voice now, you can you can find it on our, on our website. Um, so it says you're also known as the metaphysical Morpheus, um, a peak performance minister and a black promise scholar of metaphysical science and philosophy, a member of the international metaphysical ministry and founding minister of the first frequency of oneness. I mean, I just want to know what you actually mean by the, you know, what you can, can you break it down? The first frequency of oneness, science, manifestation, and prosperity? Absolutely. Well, first frequency is is uh, uh, something that, that was given to me by the creator and by the ancestors because we are Africans, our first frequency people. We're the first thought, the first idea, the first gestation of the creator. When the creator decided to duplicate, replicate, and multiply itself into human form. The African was the first that it created. And so we are the first uh, frequency. We are the people who populated the entire planet, mastered and created all science, uh, created all civilization. And uh, every ethnicity uh, uh, that or culture that comes after that, we call it second frequency, and then we have third, fourth. But uh, when we look at what happened with the Europeans and uh, uh, coming out of, uh, if you subscribe to the Ice Age theory, uh, they became uh, depigmented uh, and and uh, became, if you will, the anti-African. Uh, the ice over a hundred thousand years turned them inside out. And so they are the antithesis of what the African, the original people are. So that's where the term first frequency comes from. We are the first frequency. We are uh, uh, cosmic beings. Uh, we are made of stardust. Uh, we vibrate. We oscillate. Uh, we radiate. We are the best of the best. We are melanin people. I get it now. I got it now. Yeah. So, and and the website we we can read more on the firstfrequency.com, right? Which is yes. one st frequency.com, right? Correct. Correct. All right. All right. So, um, the acronym shock, right? The acronym shock stands for seeking higher, omnipotent, conscious, cosmic knowledge. Can you can you break that down for us so we understand sure. what what that really entails as melanin people as black people 
Absolutely. So, so as, as you mentioned, shock stands for seeking higher omnipotent conscious knowledge. Uh, I made a, a decision probably about 30, uh, 35 years ago that I wanted to seek the highest level of knowledge and wisdom, which is uh, uh, really within the realm of metaphysics in terms of cause and effect and first causation. But in Africa, we, we uh, in Pan-African, we, we refer to that uh, process of shock as Sankofa, going back to come forward. Uh, and so the goal is, is to bring as much knowledge and wisdom, uh, authentic knowledge and wisdom, first frequency uh, level to uh, the current population and to help us wake up and to help us go up and grow up so that we are able to manifest the reality and reclaim uh, our rightful seats on the crown as the, on, on, uh, on the throne okay. as first frequency people. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, is this a scientific approach or is it something that is just empirical? Um, is it something that's data related? Is it something that's spiritual? I mean, how do we do we come to the knowledge of you know this uh, metaphysical morpheus? How do we come to the to the understanding of it? Well, metaphysical morpheus is a term that that was given to me by the community. Actually, uh, I have a, uh, a relatively large YouTube uh, talk show, uh, the Philippe Matthews Show, and I interview on a regular basis the most greatest thought leaders uh, of our time. I've been doing that for over thirty years. And so uh, as a result, you know, uh, of talking to all of these great scholars from all of the people who were in the Hidden Color series and even before I came into African consciousness from Marianne Williamson, who ran for president of the United States. I've known her for 30 years, uh, Deepak Chopra, the late Wayne Dyer, all of these people I, I uh, captured and corralled all of this great information, synthesized it, understanding metaphysical science. So uh, the reason that I'm, I'm right now writing my dissertation uh, in metaphysical science and philosophy uh, and my master's thesis was uh, uh, designed to uh, address and understand uh, black trauma okay. and what we go through as black people uh, across, the con across the world, not just in America, but all, you know, all across the world. <clears throat> what, what, does, what does that trauma look like? <clears throat> what does it do uh, to our melanated bodies uh -huh. and how does it stop us from uh, growing, expanding, reaching our uh, highest levels of potentials and our goals? Uh, there is a differentiation. I'm always uh, speaking every month uh, at uh, Pan on Pan-African Daily TV with Dr. Susan Tata uh, in Africa. And I was just doing a piece on decoding uh, the African mind from the trauma bond. Yeah, I saw that on YouTube. I saw that on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah fantastic. <laughs> so you, okay, so you know exactly where I'm coming from. But yes, this is a scientifically based uh, ministry. Uh, I don't do any hyperbole or, or, or you know, espouse any uh, uh, fluff, if you will. Uh, okay. Everything is, is scientifically thought out and based. Uh, on actual spiritual science, but there's a lot of science that goes into it from axiology, mimetics, psychology, uh, ontology, you name it. All the ologies I have used to understand and explain the black experience, but how and what we can do about it. All right. Like I before, said, nothing, before, nothing we go ahead, before we go, before okay, we go deeper, before we go deeper into the, into the science, right? I want, I want you to tell us a little bit about your education. I wanted to tell mm -hmm. us a little, welcome people through you know your education so they can better understand from from that perspective that you are a voice in this um in 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 this topic that we are discussing today and to also know that you are an authority because i know you you've been telling us right now 30 35 years some people some of our listeners are not even up to 35 years you know but <laughs> <it won't be laughs> <laughs> That's you know, a good point. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, he wants a deep understanding because I know you got a master's degree, and for the first time, you, you talked about your dissertation. So I'm just, yeah. uh, I'm just coming yeah. to the understanding that probably you're doing a PhD or maybe it's a second PhD. I do not know, 
So I would no, love you to just walk us through it. Yeah, I would love you to just walk us through it a little bit. Well, I, you know, I was introduced to metaphysics when I was 10 years old by one of the greatest metaphysicians, what they call her the mother of metaphysics, and that's uh, Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman from my hometown, Chicago. And there were four women, uh, black women, uh, that, you know, uh, went through Jim Crow and came out to be uh, the greatest scientific uh, metaphysical thinkers of our time. They produced more black billionaires and black success stories than any other uh, ministers in the in the world. So Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, Reverend Dr. Helen Carey, Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin, and, and Reverend Dr. Uh, Barbara King. And so at age 10, I'm 55 now, so that kind of gives you an idea of scale. So by the time I was 20, <laughs> yeah, so I've been around for a little bit, you know, I've been in this for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, but I decided after I, uh, you know, I started speaking uh, and doing motivational speaking and what have you in my 20s. Uh, and 30s and I spoke around the world and uh, I worked with the best of the best like Les Brown, the greatest motivational speaker of our time, uh, wow. took me under his wing and trained me. Uh, when I had my talk show in Chicago, Zig Ziglar, the late Zig Ziglar flew in and uh, did my uh, talk show and Robert Kiyosaki, John F. D. Martini, one of our greatest philosophers. So I've been uh, exposed to this, it's, it's almost genetic in my DNA of 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 spiritual science if you will uh and so i just recently decided you know let's make this a legal thing so that i could actually uh I, you know i was ordained back in 06 uh under religious science uh but i really wanted to go through the hardcore training if you will uh of metaphysical science so that's why you know i'm, I'm working currently on my dissertation my doctorate in metaphysical science and philosophy so oh, that's no. really my educational background but i turned myself into a journalist because i've, I've interviewed over uh, i have about two thousand interviews uh wow. amassed over you know the last uh 30 40 years um of the greatest thought leaders and, and change agents in the world so right now i'm top i'm talking to a top gun i didn't know what i'm talking to a top gun I didn't know yeah you're kind of talking to a top not being arrogant about it but i just you know i did a little bit of research and i was checking you out on on, on the internet i'm like okay all right so i spoke to one of my um mentor friends today she's in chicago illinois mm -hmm. um dr Conigan. And I said, you need to check out this man. I think he's a top gun, man. You need to go check him out. <laughs> so I, said, I, said, I, said, I sent her your link and I said, do you know what? He's, he's into metaphysical stuff, you know? And she said, wow, you know I'm into metaphysical? I said, I know, I know. And that's what I'm telling you. So you can check it out. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, with, with all those names you're mentioning, like Les Brown, Zig Ziglar, you know, Zach, all those names, I'm like, oh, man. All right, but I see something right here. It says nothing is wrong with black people. That's right. Something happened to black people. That's we right. are not sick people. We are sick from being captured, corralled, controlled by sick people. Correct. And we must reveal our original first frequency signal. This, Correct. that line has been, you know, I've been reading it. I think that's the only line that I've been checking and checking all <laughs> over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it yeah, resonates, yeah. resonates with with what what I stand for right now. I mean, I'm I'm a young man, but I mean, I'll be forty on May one. Okay, but I'm still very. Right, I'm still, I'm still very young. Yeah, you're you're a baby to me, but you know, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but I I remember when I was 41. No, I don't. But yeah, I remember. <laughs> that was yeah. a long, long time. At this point, this is so important to me because I mean, mm -hmm. this is why I created Melanin People, and I'm so I'm so crazy about Black economics. Mm -hmm. I'm so crazy about black entrepreneurship. I'm crazy about seeing black people, you know, distribute the wealth more intentionally and consciously. Because whatever happened and whatever is still going to happen in 2021 to a black man out there or to a black woman out there or to a black kid is still based on economics. So I, I wanted to say something about this with respect to what Reverend Shock said on the Melanin People magazine, nothing is wrong with the black people. But 
something happened. So I want you to go and I want you to, you know, create a new perspective to our listeners to. because this is really deep. Thank you for the honor of that. Thank you for uh, setting that up because it, it, it's something that came to me uh, from from so much research uh, in trauma and on trauma. And when I realized, you know, for for forty years, I was blaming myself for all of the failures, all of the struggle, all of the disappointment, all of the betrayal. And I realized something that nothing was wrong with me. Something happened to me. And so I had to go back again, Sankofa, going back to come forward. I had to do a cause and effect understanding of what was the cause of this? Where did this come from? How was I born into a particular zip code? Why was I born into a particular zip code? Who had the authority of, 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 of putting me in a position where I had to fight for my life? Uh, I didn't ask to be born into poverty. I didn't ask to be born into racism. I didn't ask to be born into uh, a systemic uh, institutionalized white supremacy. So how did that happen? So <clears throat> what what I one of my greatest mentors is Dr. Edwin Nichols. He's uh, uh, responsible for producing what's known as the philosophical aspects of cultural differences. In fact, he was the inspiration for me to go into philosophy because he said that philosophy is the highest of all sciences. All sciences uh, come under all other sciences, psychology and what have you come under philosophy. So that's one of the reasons why I decided to get my doctorate in that. Now, when I began to understand, he, he was teaching this <clears throat> process for 55 years. He's 89 now. And uh, <clears throat> he's one of our greatest scholars and one of my greatest mentors. And so I, uh, through my research, found that there was at least four uh, uh, main traumas that are embedded in black bodies around the world. Uh, be, be, literally before you were born, but uh, even after you were born, and 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 to from the cradle literally to the grave. So, <laughs> if I can, if, if if I have time, I can break down those four traumas to explain what happened to us. Is that is that fair? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, so the first trauma is just known as genetic trauma. Genetic trauma is uh, trauma that. Uh, is in our DNA. It's it's conserved. It's something that we come here with. It's passed on from our parents, uh, from our parents' parents, and from our parents' parents' parents in us. And so that 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 trauma, that genetic trauma, is known as epigenetics uh, or genetic memory. And so science now shows that it goes back 13, 14 generations. Well, that's about 350 years. And if you look at what happened to here on the continent in America, uh, but also in the diaspora, uh, diaspora around the world, that trauma uh, is conserved and is in us. So we come here with a certain proclivity of trauma that's already inside of us. Then we're born and then we get exposed to uh, what Dr. William A. Smith, who coined the phrase and term and did the peer reviewed research called racial battle fatigue, who's coming back on my show next week, as a matter of fact. And in his work, he found that being in proximity uh, to uh, uh, white people or European people literally uh, makes the uh, melanated uh, body sick psychologically and physiologically. There are actual symptoms. And again, this is peer reviewed. This is science. So this is not hyperbole or just my opinion. <laughs> so as I began to study that, I recognized the second trauma is known as decontextualized trauma. Decontextualized trauma, or uh, also known as hazy trauma, is trauma that's embedded in our bodies that we don't have a time date or timestamp as to when it showed up. And we don't know that it's there, but it what, what happens with trauma, which is fascinating, trauma takes over and hijacks our personality. So many times, we ask ourselves, well, why is so-and-so, uh, why so-and-so is successful and I'm not? Why is it that I can, uh, well, one person can go to a Robert Kiyosaki event and learn real estate and make millions of dollars and the other person can't get off the ground? Why do we procrastinate? Why do we self-sabotage ourselves and our relationships? Why are we not able to climb ourselves up and out? It's because we have this decontextualized embedded trauma inside of us that is operating as our personality and, and we haven't really met our true selves yet because we come here with a proclivity of trauma and then we are then we are exposed to uh, trauma now uh if i might get a little heavy and maybe even a little controversial 
uh, it, I don't know how it is in Africa, but here in America, one of the things that, that happens, uh, uh, Dr. Kanjufu talks about this, he calls it the uh, uh, fourth grade or sixth grade syndrome, where young black boys, uh, but it also happens to black girls, are exposed to uh, 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 this European uh, concept. And all of a sudden, the uh, melanin uh, uh, frequency is, is erased and you no longer see yourself in society. So I call it the effect of the three white boys. So I talk about the white boy on the boat, which is Columbus, the white boy on a, on a, on a, uh, in the sky, which is supposed to be God, and then the white boy on the stick, which is supposed to be Jesus. That is not our original spiritual deity and, and history. So when we are exposed to that, we are assimilated. We, are, we start to get processed. We start to become socially engineered. And that embeds another trauma where we have a double consciousness, as Carter G. Woodson talks about in his work. Uh, and so this double consciousness, we start to become erased and we don't know who we are. And we're trying to go along to get along. We're trying to fit in. We're babies, we're children, young boys and young girls. Our nervous systems haven't been fully developed. Our brains haven't been fully developed, but we're now looking at this dichotomy that who who do, who am, who am I? Now, where do I belong? Where do I fit in? How do I uh, survive? And that's the process of assimilation. So that creates a decontextualized. That entire process creates a decontextualized trauma. The third type of trauma uh, is what we call vicarious trauma. So uh, if you've been here in America for a period of time, you know that uh, uh, we uh, uh, have a history of lynching and, and, and terror and. Uh, redlining, yes. control, uh, but currently we have police brutality where we are, you know, Mike Brown, uh, Freddie Gray, uh, 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 Anton Sterling, George Floyd, yes. Sandra Bland, the list goes on and on, Breonna Taylor. And so that's a vicarious trauma. We might not have been uh, at uh, on the scene when that happened, but when we turned on our social media that day, that we felt something. And the reason we felt something is because it triggered the decontextualized and the genetic trauma that's already deeply embedded in us. And that's why it's called vicarious or secondary trauma. So you don't have to have a literal physical traumatic event to experience and to uh, be coded with trauma. You can see one of your brethren being abused uh, uh, mutilated or or traumatized, and you then will, as the young people say, feel some kind of way about it. So secondary trauma, so you have genetic trauma, you have decontextualized trauma, you have vicarious trauma. All three of those traumas, when uh, they start to embed and manifest in the body, creates the fourth trauma, and that's known as ghosting trauma. That is the trauma is where- ghosting? ghosting trauma. That is the trauma where you feel okay. something bad is going to happen to you that no matter how successful you are, no matter how positive you think, no matter how much you might go to church or how much you tithe or whatever you do, something is that you feel like there's something looming around you that, that, that there's no good in the world for you. And so it causes you to minimize yourself, shrink yourself, um, marginalize yourself and start to feel small. And so then you start self-sabotaging yourself. This is where all of our addictions and mental health issues come in. That's why I say nothing is wrong with us. Something we address this mental health issue that is resonant uh, uh, and rampant in the melanated community. Uh, we have to ask what is the cause of these effects, these multiple effects, and why are we acting up and why are we acting out? Because something happened to us. But we don't know what that is because it, we have never heard of this understanding of trauma. We've never, nobody's broken that down. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to become a minister because people listen to ministers. Uh, so I wanted to be one that people would listen to because I think I have an answer as to, I know what happened to you. Let's work through this. Let me give you this information and, and let you hear it. And once you hear it, then you have now a framework and a context to be able to heal yourself from the inside out for the very first time. All right, all right. Thank, thank you very much for breaking that down. Sure. And I believe that has provided a lot of insight, you know, insight into um, this topic entirely. Um, I, I want you to tell us something. Tell me about, because I'm interested in this, because I've, I've read the magazine interview 
And, you know, there's a question there that says, you know, what inspired you to get started? And you said it was Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Yes. So who is Dr. Johnny Coleman? She is a straight up goddess. That's what she is. Uh, she is um, uh, one of the most successful uh, metaphysical ministers in, in the history of metaphysics. Uh, metaphysics started in uh, the uh, late 1800s by Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, and it was never designed uh, for uh, melanated or black people. Uh, it was a European concept, and it was for Europeans to be able to uh, heal themselves and think their way out of situations and circumstances and be able to manifest their reality. Well, Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman in the, in, in the 50s went to seminary and uh, got her doctorate in metaphysical science and she went through uh H-E-L-L if you will because at that time when she was going to school she was experiencing systemic Jim Crow racism she was not even allowed to sleep on the campus she had to drive to another town in order to uh sleep uh and uh, when she went into the swimming pool she was not allowed and they took the swimming pool and poured concrete in it so that uh, she and no one, no one else uh, could swim in swimming pool. She went through horrific levels of racism. And so she used and turned it around and started uh, uh, moving from uh, new thought, uh, uh, unity, to creating her own ministry called UFBL, Universal Foundation for Better Living. And as a result, came to Chicago and uh, launched Christ Universal Temple uh, and built one of the largest metaphysical uh, churches and communities uh, in the country, if not in the world. And uh, I just so happened, my mother uh, was given uh, three or four months to live and had known of, heard and read of uh, Dr. Coleman and started attending her church. And I was 10 years old. My mom ended up living four years. Uh, prior to that, after that. So it was uh, uh, miraculous to be able to learn the principles of how to think your way out of any situation and, and rise above systemic racism and rise above uh, 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 systemic poverty, financial struggle and economics. And so that's who Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman represents to me. She is my spiritual mother. Uh, the the uh, uh, thing that a lot of uh, uh, us when we were young, uh, she would refer to us as Johnny Coleman baby. So I'm a Johnny Coleman baby <laughs> because she had many, right. many babies you know, around the you world. Know why, do you know why I asked the question? Yeah. I asked the question because, you know, we're out of the Black History Month mm -hmm. and I really wanted people listening to the sound of your voice to get some knowledge in some history that's why i asked that question so now so now several thousands who do not know anything about a reverend coleman now they do know that right so um so what what are your motivations i know um you have a lot of motivations but what you know are your greatest motivations for pursuing what you're doing right now uh, in terms of the metaphysics? Well, you know, something happened to me uh, about 10 years ago, and uh, I decided that uh, I want to uh, uh, motivate, educate, liberate, and emancipate my people and work with my people exclusively. And uh, I, 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 it wasn't easy, but I, I you know, I, I was into. Uh, uh, internet marketing, social media marketing, and so I figured out how to make money, enough money to not have to leave the house and go to uh, a job that was surrounded by uh, uh, European uh, thought and whiteness, if you will. And so I uh, started launching my own uh, online uh, media and uh, started, uh, you know, continuing on interviewing all these great minds. But I started moving into a higher level of science. And I really decided that my, mo my motivation is waking people up, my people up, melanated people up to what happened to them. I developed uh, recently, which is one of the reasons why I reached out to you, I developed um, a talk. 
uh, that I recorded and I put up on all of the streaming platforms on. So you can go to uh, Metaphysical Morpheus or to Nothing Is Wrong With Black People, Something Happened to Black People. You can go to Spotify, you can go to iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, Napster, uh, iHeartRadio, and you can download or stream seven uh, chapters that I have on there where I really take a deep dive into uh, what happened to melanated people and why is it that we uh, are having such difficulty uh, uniting? Why are we having difficulties manifesting? Why do we keep having the same challenges and problems over and over again? Uh, and why, is it that, why is it that thinking positively uh, doesn't work or has a shelf life? And so that's what, uh, that's what motivates me is being able to help our people figure out what happened to them and what they can do about it. Yeah. You just, you just struck a chord in me because this is really important to me. Um, unity, mm -hmm. right? I was in a, I was in a conversation this past week and someone broke down and said community means common unity. Mm -hmm. I never, I never, I never thought about That's it that right. way, but it said community means common unity. And the statement you just made right now in terms of what happened to us um, that we're not united, you know, what happened to us that we're not united is um, it is, you know, it's disturbing for me. Um, maybe you want to take about two or three minutes to talk about this. I know we can't go into it explicitly, um, but what really happened to, to the black people? And it's not just in America. That's correct. I tell you, it's not just in America. It's everywhere. Right. Everywhere, every black nation you go to, every black person you see, you know, I mean, some maybe a little percentage of us, like tiny bits, really will support, will show enthusiasm. I mean, genuine enthusiasm. You know, when they see you doing stuff, they want to show respect, they want to show support, they want to do everything they can to make sure that you succeed. But the majority, you know, I know this happens as to in Nigeria. And to Nigerians living in America, mm -hmm. because I see what people do. I see how people trying to compete instead of trying to say that, okay, what are your own strengths and weaknesses and how can we win mm -hmm. together? Mm -hmm. Because if, if someone sees me on the street right now, so they see you on the street, right? In Chicago, Illinois, and we're walking and it's to kill black people. They won't say it's, it's Reverend Philip. No. They won't say you were African-American or this is Nigerian-American. What they're going to see is two black men walking down the street. Mm -hmm. And that's all that matters. So can you can you just give us a little bit of insight into what happened to us that we, we, we don't want to be united? You know, if you, if you have a pencil from a white man right now and then you come up with your own pencil and you're trying to show us, oh, I've done a better upgrade to this pencil that you used before. Now you don't even need to do use any razor. You just have to say erase, and my pencil's gonna erase everything. But we're still not gonna buy. What's the problem? Mm -hmm. What happened to us? Well, the, excellent question, and let me try to break down some answers. And it's it's, it's convoluted, and it's um, <clears throat> it's 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 uh, a complex in that there are different levels of history as to what happened to us. Uh, again, subscribing to the uh, Ice Age theory, when the European came out of the caves of the Caucasus Mountain region, uh, because black people were the first people and we populated the entire planet. So we went up into the Caucasus Mountains, but over 100,000 years, we got caught in the ice. The ice depigmented uh, that group of, of Africans and devolved them to the point where they lost their language, they, lo they lost their spiritual uh, uh, connection and heritage and efficacy. And when they came out, they were barbaric. And they, we took them in, you know, this is the history of the Moors and what have you, but we took them in, we civilized them, <clears throat> we educated them, and then mm -hmm. they turned on us and uh, began to uh, understand that uh, Dr. Edwin Nichols talks about this philosophical aspects of cultural differences. Uh, he has, uh, he uses a, a concept known as axiology. Axiology is the study of human values and how the environment 
shapes a human's value system of highest level or a hierarchy of values. So <clears throat> when you're in the ice and you're in the uh, 100 to 200 below zero uh, condition every single day, uh, you become conditioned to control all of the resources. There were, uh, uh, there's, there's written uh, 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 understandings of what they went through when they had only three months to grow a crop. And if they weren't able to grow that crop, they had to literally eat their young or eat their elderly, which is where cannibalism came from. That's not an African concept. That's a concept that was European. And so it was very barbaric. And if you don't have access to the creator, when, when nature is trying to kill you every day, your concept of God or the creator of higher power uh, is, is a wrathful, evil, uh, vindictive, a uh, 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 concept of your deity, and so when they came out, and we saw, and, you know, now in Africa, we had everything. We were children of the sun, so we never wanted for anything. And and trauma was never embedded in the African body. So here you have this European now, which we call in our industry second frequency. You have the second frequency, and, and the ancients uh, referred to them as Amu, A-A-M-U, Amu. You have this second frequency, Amu, or European, uh, coming out and wreaking havoc uh, on African uh, melanated people after they have become civilized <clears throat> and realize that they're also recessively genetic because when you are in that level of born and bred for 44,000 generations in an ice age, uh, you are uh, fragile, you are vulnerable, you are, uh, are vulnerable to disease. And the African is, of course, the strongest, most durable uh, uh, body uh, of people ever created because it was first created by the creator. So this uh, devolving of the European caused them to see that if they don't take over uh, the, the figure out how to take over the dominant population, they would literally disappear. Now this goes into the work of Dr. Francis Cress Welsing's genetic annihilation uh, 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 science and concept. Who, she was an amazing uh, psychiatrist during her years. And this recessively genetic group uh, uh, created the Dark Ages. That's their biggest uh, moment uh, in their history, where they perfected uh, slavery, they perfected torture, they perfected debauchery, they perfected trauma, and they inflicted this trauma on each other. So the elite uh, European bodies traumatized the poor, economically uh, dependent uh, European bodies. And one of the great um, uh, uh, television shows uh, of their time is called Game of Thrones. When you watch Game of Thrones, you will see that was their time, known as the Dark Ages. So as time went on, uh, when the King of England decided that he, it, he wanted to get rid of uh, this poor class of people, and here in America, this new world uh, was taken over, uh, where they slaughtered all of the Native Americans. And most people think they killed most of the Native Americans, which they did, but it was actually because they were diseased. Two million Native Americans died because of the disease of being exposed to Europeans, to the Alamut. Not a lot of people know about that. And so that, so that population began to die off and they took over hospitals. And between 1664 and 1681, they developed this concept, uh, this false racial construct called white people. White people never existed. There was no European history book that refers to a European referring to themselves or others as white. Whiteness is American made. And so as a result, it gave them, uh, they, they had these laws that gave them special privilege. Privilege uh, is what's known as private law. That's where the term privilege comes from. And so there were three laws that came down. I talked about this yesterday on the show that this is Dr. Jacqueline Battalore's work uh, and her book is called A Birth of a White Nation. Uh, the first, there was a cluster of, anti, it's called anti-messagination. It's a cluster of anti-messagination laws that came down in, in between 1664, but was, was really constituted in 1681, whereby a person of African descent could not vote or run for office. A person of African descent 
uh, could not own guns or gun powder, so the African male could not protect his family. He could not eat or hunt. Uh, and then thirdly, the most diabolical uh, is a person of African descent could not take any type of legal action or sue a white person. This new false designation of humanity. Wow. Well, that was a hundred years before the U.S. Constitution was written. So this was before uh, Jefferson and all the forefathers were even thought about. It was a hundred years before that. And so this thing now we call whiteness uh, is the original virus, the original psychological virus uh, and environmental virus that has captured control and corralled black people and keep us in slaves. Uh, and so uh, it took another hundred years to create the concept of race and the falsehood of race, right being on top and Africans being on the bottom. All of that is completely false. Uh, so I've talked to and I've had interviews with many anthropologists and they have all debunked this and said, yep, you're absolutely right. Everything, everybody comes from Africa. This is what happened. So this is where I, I talk about the scientific approach of this. This is why nothing is wrong with us. This is what happened to us. But we don't know this history. We don't know what happened to us because it's been so long. And now here we are, you know, you're in your 40s, I'm in my 50s. The further away you get from the original story, uh, you begin to forget your history and forget to know who you are. And now you're just operating effect on effect, but you never know the true cause of what happened. So this concept of whiteness uh, uh, and white supremacy at that moment was created. White privilege uh, was also invented as, as a result of uh, whiteness being created or white people being created. And then when white uh, people uh, are uh, around uh, or challenged by melanated people, it creates what is known as white fragility, which Dr. Robin DiAngelo speaks about. And then when white fragility is challenged, uh, it creates what's known as white rage, which is what Dr. Carol Anderson write, writes about in her work, that comes with all of the brutality, the lynching, uh, killing, the raping, of black people to keep us in fear, to keep us controlled, to keep us corralled, and to keep us from uh, going back to our original place in the world, which is the dominant species on the planet. Most of us don't know or even believe that we're the dominant species on the planet. We are, we are the first. And so in order for whiteness to survive and for white people to survive, the only way that they were able to do that and that was one of the reasons why they created gunpowder. If you notice and look back in history, we had our wars. We were the greatest warriors of all time, but we never created annihilation. We never thought about, uh, uh, you know, uh, nuclear bombs and, and gunpowder and guns to completely and permanently annihilate people. And that was why they had to survive. So they came up with this understanding that this is, we have to control these people. And if we don't control these people, we're going to disappear. And there is a such thing known as the birth dearth, where their numbers are diminishing. Uh, there's several books that you can read on the topic. One of them uh, uh, speaks of that for every six of them, uh, for every one of them that dies, six are not born, which means that they're not able to regenerate their population in a time frame for them to succeed. So you see what's happening in America, but also globally around the world. It is not that it's just the presence of black people that that uh, uh, is causing them uh, fear and genetic fragility, if you will. It's the fact that there's less of them and more of us. And they don't understand that. They just look and say, well, I'm seeing more black people. There's black people in the White House. There's black people everywhere. What, what's going on? It's not that there's more black people. We've always been here and always will be in numbers. It's just it's less of them and they're losing power. And as a result, you see that with the, you know, the state capital, you know, insurrection. You see all of these things happening. And now it's beginning to make a little bit of sense. But it's so overwhelming for some of us because we've been so proselytized to believe that white is right and nothing white is right because it was based on a false racial construct to begin with. Mm -hmm. This, this, you can't, you can't finish talking about this at all. Do you know, right now the population, I mean, uh, uh, as of right now, the population of China is close to 1.4 mm -hmm. billion people. And that's almost the same population. It's not even the same. I think Africa is about 1.6 billion people. 
Yeah. Well, there's yeah. about six, Africa is about well, the, the thing is, Africans is a diaspora. We're so, looking at so Africa, we're looking Africa, at about four billion Africa, of us on the, on the entire planet. There's about four billion African African people or melanated people on the planet. We st- we are the majority and always will be. Everything comes from the black. Everything yeah. comes from yeah. everything comes from the black. Everything comes from carbon. Everything comes from Africa. Um, um, I think a lot of people need to need to listen to not just this podcast. A lot of black people. So let us be specific. A lot of black people, melanated people, um, black, brown, and if you feel like you're a person of color, you need to listen. To conversations Absolutely. like Absolutely. this, because this is really, this is really important to understand. Because, like I said before, it's an economics war. That's correct. And it it, it has to come to a point where, you know, we need to do this in a consciously, in a uh, sorry, in a more conscious and more intentional That's way. Correct. Because I'm all about, yeah, I keep saying it, every, anybody, even when I go into different house podcasts and ask me to talk, I say, oh, I'm all about black economics. So if I, anything I want to talk about is about black Because we need to understand that whatever is going to show up on the TV next or whatever is going to show up anywhere in America right now, <laughs> it's about Absolutely. economics. All right. If they're stopping you, it's about economics. Because if they know that you're the one powerful man, and you you know you 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 can you can you can you can get on the news in like milliseconds, or maybe you have you know I don't know the kind of car or kind of you're driving, or maybe someone will be able to see it in real time somewhere and see whatever they're doing to you, or you can make a call to the to the president of the United States. They're gonna treat you better. You know, and before you even get to that point, it's about it's about wealth. It's all about wealth. And majority of us are really poor people, you know, and we don't we lack the understanding to create wealth. We lack the understanding to create wealth. And I think it's one thing that I would like, you know, you to help us, you know, maybe you in 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 your further conversations or future conversations that you will have regarding you know your 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 uh, processes and systems that you're putting into place because you just you told me and I read it mm-hmm. you started a show right now dealing on this stuff and you're trying to teach us to understand better to to break it down you know and link it up with with, with economics and wealth so that because this is really important for our people to understand that we need to move our currency our money our wealth and transfer it not just physical wealth you know the 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 knowledge the knowledge mm-hmm. wealth that we wealth. have and transfer the cultural wealth the knowledge wealth that we have transfer it to our people like I have a company right now, and about 95% of the people working there are black people. Black young people, mm-hmm. 2020s. They don't understand financial management. They don't understand time. They don't understand mm-hmm. leadership. They don't understand how to be in a workplace. They don't understand work ethics. They don't understand a lot of stuff. And it doesn't really matter how much you shout and say Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. And if the fundamentals are not taken care of, even though we know that all those things happen because the foundation mm-hmm. has been destroyed, but how long do we keep saying foundation has been destroyed when we can consciously fix this together? And it's going to be something that we need to fix together as a community. Absolutely, 100%. So, you know, black lives, black lives know, matter. Black lives matter, but black lives yeah. that are not economically viable uh in this in this system does not matter and it is important it's, 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 i wrote a best-selling book uh i've written about 18 books but one of them was uh, known as digital knowledge and i i map out the process of creating digital economics where you can make enough money sitting up at home uh using your laptop where you can create enough intellectual property or you can 
yeah, you need you need you need to tell them you need to tell them the sure. name of the book again, sure. so uh, they can go back. Digital economics, digital economics. Uh, you can go to Amazon and you can get it, or you okay. can go to walkawaywealthsystems.com. Walkawaywealthsystems.com because the goal is to create walkaway wealth, meaning that when you go to sleep at night, uh, when you go on vacation, when you go to the store, when you do whatever you're doing, you're making money 24/7, seven days a week. As I'm speaking to you right now. I am getting uh, emails from affiliate marketing uh, uh, relationships that I've developed over the years, and money is constantly coming into me as I'm speaking to you right now. That's where we need to be. Wow. We, are, we need to. I need to. Go we to need to train. Absolutely, to we need to, to train our class. children how to do this. <laughs> we need to train, uh, and then allow our children then to train our elders how to do this. But this is our economic time. This is our uh, way up and our way out. Uh, uh, of the situation that we are huh? in, and one of the reasons that I rock with melanated people is because you are dedicated sincerely to the upliftment and economic uh, prowess of uh, Black people. And so I think the message that I have in terms of the philosophy and the psychology and the and the process of of nothing is wrong with us, something happened to us, backed by. Uh, and merged with this understanding of black economics and the importance of that uh, gives the people something that they can really chew into and 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 literally get a return on their investment and a result uh, because one of the issues of the trauma that we've been dealing with is we've tried everything and nothing's working because all of the trauma that is inside of us is self-sabotaging and then when we do make money we give it right back to the uh, white institutions and so we have to understand we need to own uh, everything. We need to figure out how to get our own grocery stores and our own food chains and food supplies. We need to know how to not just own the real estate, but own the land. We need to know how to uh, build cities, run cities uh, and build countries. We need to know that and we need to have people in, in, in various different parts of the world, black people knowing how to do this so that we can all come together and have literally, if you will, have our own Wakanda uh, because it's inside of us. We've done it. We did it. It's genetically encoded in us, but we have been socially engineered to forget. Yeah, and that's what I tell people. I've, I've been telling people this for the past six weeks again, and I've been telling people saying, see, this that, we, that you just broke down right here, um, Reverend Shock, what you just broke down right, it doesn't mean that um, you're not going to go buy your Mercedes Benz or go buy, or if you're a lady, it doesn't mean you're not going to buy your Gucci mm -hmm. or Prada or whatever. It only means that every single individual that you know will also have the capacity, the capacity and the strength and, and the, 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 yeah, the capacity to get these things Absolutely. for themselves also. Absolutely. So that you know that the other person, the other individual, your friend, your cousin, your friend's friend will also be able to live in a $250,000 home, a $500,000 home sure. without debt. Without debt. You know, when these are the things that need to start coming. We need to start thinking and talking about these things everywhere that we go without debt because you don't want people to be in debt owing things like well you know a home or, or you know there's something in america that says you have this market for like 10 years 15 mm -hmm. years things like mm -hmm. that. i don't believe in that i believe in having a system in place where you can pay off whatever home you have which is 450,000 600,000 700,000 you pay it off in like five years or 10 years not 30 years. That's exactly right. Don't fall for that because you don't, you don't want right. to live in debt. I don't live in debt right now. Like we we literally, when we got married, myself and my wife said, we, we have to get this over in five years. And the only live right now, we got it over in five years. We got it over in less than five years. That needs to, yeah, you, less you than five years. We got it over talk about that years. to every black and, you person know, you ever meet. That's why, <laughs> that's why we yeah. need to know that. We need to you know, know it's possible. Most of us don't even know that's possible. When we buy, when when, when we, 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 if we buy anything in this house and this family, we that's pay right. cash. We just bought a new car, like two new cars. One was twenty twenty one, and my one is twenty twenty. 
brand new. That's right. Pay cash. When we walked into that store, those guys didn't believe. There was systemic That's criticism. Right. Exactly, where we wanted because to pay. they want to keep you in debt. <laughs> they're, they're, they want to keep you in debt. They want to put you the in the lease. They were looking right. at us like, are, are these people? Were, you know, they were looking mm-hmm. at us like, are these people for real? Are these guys going to do this for real? And we said, yeah, we, we want, we're here to pay cash. We're not here to pay. We're not doing no payment plan or anything. If we can't afford it, we're not going to walk right into your Mercedes Benz right. store, BMW store. So we're about to pay, okay? And the guy was looking at us and we paid. And there was an, an issue where we had to, um, you know, because they gave us the wrong numbers. So we have to pay like 1000 deposit with a credit card. So the lady said we had to pay it back with a debit. So when I went there, my wife paid. And this woman said, I need to go take a picture of a debit card and bring it. I asked my wife to take a picture what? of the debit card. I said, what? After paying this amount of money for $1,000? Are you trying to say, what What are you trying to say? I said, I'm going to leave that car right here and you're going to refund me all my money in cash. You know, but I mean, I just want to put systemic criticism is still there. Why? Maybe because I'm the only woman that has showed up in 10 years doing that. But if black people start showing up, because that's all we got to, we have to show up in that store and buy correct. everything in cash. That's correct. But the other thing so you have to do, brother, is you have to train our people to learn how to delay gratification to build up the twenty thousand dollars worth of wealth in cash. The, the other thing that that's, we have a problem with because we have been without so long, we want to look like we have money when we actually are over leveraged and and in debt. I think. I, I think. I, I think <laughs> yeah, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> right. Yeah, if we keep if we're talking if we keep talking That's like right. this, we're not gonna leave the conversation. <laughs> but I'm gonna say something I'm gonna say something based on what you just said. I am you know, like I said I got a couple leaders like think about it. You increase someone's salary from like twenty to twenty five dollars or twenty seven dollars, you have to give them some bonuses every week. And they now come to you and said, Oh, mm-hmm. I don't have enough money. Uh, I don't have enough Mm-hmm. I said, what you do with your money? I said, when you were when you were twenty dollars an hour, mm-hmm. you were paying all the bills, paying all the rents, paying everything. Everything was fine. Everything was cool. Now you're getting twenty nine. What happened? You have nine dollars mm-hmm. more every single hour. You also have bonuses every week. What what were you doing before? Or, or what, what were the things you weren't doing before that you started doing because you had an extra yeah. twelve dollars an hour? What's the problem? The problem is someone got an increase of one dollar. They they went over to the car to the car dealership mm-hmm. and bought a BMW mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. That's the problem. You have a one dollar increase and you go buy a new car. It doesn't make any sense. This is Absolutely. People. Yeah, <laughs> when we get more, we end up spending more as opposed to when we get more, we we put that in stocks, we save that up uh, and we we whatever that baseline mm-hmm. salary that we had, that's what you need to live on. And when you get extra, don't spend it. I think I think we're going to have to come over another time because we have to wrap this up and talk about digital nomics because i'm going to start sharing this book on my social media page on our instagram story and i'm going to put it in the magazine also and i'll put it on facebook everywhere we need to talk about digital nomics we need to talk about money absolutely we need to talk about wealth we need to talk about you know when we when we when i'm creating this melanin people that's why i'm telling people i create this app the app has a marketplace you can buy you can sell it's as a business directory it's gonna have you know a forum where we can discuss it's also gonna have a live audio chat like clubhouse in the next six months because we've been working on that even before i know about clubhouse we're gonna have that on the app and the reason is the only reason is to intentionally and consciously support black businesses all over the world that's all it doesn't mean it doesn't mean uninstall Facebook. That's right. That's right. It doesn't mean uninstall Instagram. No. It only means when you think about buying or fixing your next mm-hmm. plumbing for your house or your AC, 
you go melanin people, go find a black plumber or a brown plumber, whatever, and call Absolutely. them to do it and give them that Absolutely. money. If you're looking for a realtor, you're trying to buy a new house, it only means go on the melanin people have and go find a realtor in Chicago, Illinois on your street or close to your street and give them a call, send them an email through the Absolutely. app. Absolutely. You know what I love money. about melanin people, what I love about okay. the app. That is basically what it is. It's not it's not saying it's not saying don't sure, use Instagram sure. because we're still gonna use Instagram. We're still gonna use Facebook. Right. But we're saying this money will be intentionally and consciously we're gonna make it spend longer time the reason, in the community. That's the what we're trying to love melanin people. Not saying with, the reason I love no the app what you're doing is because I kind of look at it, I, this is kind of my formula for it, and that is uh, if you have been accustomed to uh, tithing, let's say for you know 10, 20 percent, uh, take t- 10, take 10 or 20 percent of huh? your income and support a black business. So, so pay black first. Yeah. So this money starts to circulate and build in the melanated community. So pay black first. And and one of the things that we also want to do when we start getting the profit scene is to is to now walk into our inner communities and start mm-hmm. doing events mm-hmm. events about money wealth career choice discipline financial management credits buying land buying a home and start talking to all our teenage boys our teenage girls our yeah. young men our young women and start, you know, just Absolutely. giving them this information, information, and bringing people in from different parts of. We, we're gonna go to Lagos, mm-hmm. Nigeria, and do the same because we have a problem of leadership in Africa. So, to stop the problem of leadership problem in Africa, we need to talk to our young people, starting from the little boys, because right now our little kids, mm-hmm. like ten year old, they're smart. They're really smart. So we need to start having events, conferences, even if it's going to be through games or whatever, and start making them understand the identity, the culture, and who they are, because we don't really understand who we are. I want to thank you today, Reverend Chuck. I want to thank you for, for, for doing this. I was I was surprised when you sent a message and said you did word and that and on the on our website I'm like you know well you know I'm a serious guy right you know I'm not playing (laughs) I'm supporting black business I'm supporting melanated people I was surprised absolutely I was was surprised for real I was surprised I was like what's going on man is this for real or what but I'm okay okay but this is what it is we are woke and we'll continue to spread this information and message to our people. We're still going to use all the apps that you can create, but we will intentionally and consciously support our businesses, our people, our creatives, Absolutely. because we want to see them succeed. We want to leave. We want to. We want to start going back to the gentrified areas and put on the businesses back educating our people that they need to now treat those businesses that were mm-hmm. raised in this community as well. If you build homes in there, we want to educate them how to take mm-hmm. your properties, don't destroy it, because once they destroy it, it's going to be a problem. And we don't want no problem anymore. We want to bring schools back. We want we want sanity. So we need education. <laughs> we need to do this consciously because we got, we got big problems. But how do we solve this? We need money. We have money. Our people have money. We are rich people. We are wealthy people. We are smart people. We are hardworking. And the melanin people is all about black excellence. I want to thank you one more time for doing this. And I hope we're still going to continue this conversation. But before you go, I wanted to let the people know everywhere they can find you on the internet. I wanted to tell them right now. And then give us fantastic. Well, you can go uh, uh, search on any search engine or in Amazon uh, for uh, uh, metaphysical Morpheus or Reverend Shock, uh, S H O C K. 
you can uh, go to the website uh, if you uh, if you want to know about black wealth and consciousness you can go to walkawaywealth.com uh, if you want to understand first frequency and who you are uh, and know that you are the best of the best you can go to firstfrequency.com number one stfrequency.com <clears throat> my message to my people and to the listeners is of course nothing is wrong with you something happened to you uh, but whatever your challenges are whatever it is that you're trying to manifest whatever desires you have whatever goals dreams and aspirations you have do not give up do not let up and do not shut up until the creator takes you up all right thank you very much sir and i want to thank everyone um who's listening right now who's going to listen later on to the to this podcast i want to thank you very much for you know staying with us we're still going to have talk back on our show we're going to have a, a zoom meeting we're going to do that especially we're going to talk on digital nomics because we know our people need to understand and buy this book yes buy the book learn and we're going to put it on the face of everyone until they start buying the book and understand all right so thank you very much one more time i really appreciate this and it's my pleasure um i'm really elated i i'm happy and i just want to thank you i don't know how to express this but, <laughs> but i just want to say thank you're you you're very welcome thank you thank you very much for melon people podcast yes everyone we still have the app because we just launched with well baby app but we're doing pretty good so i want you to listen to the sound of my voice now download the melanin people have i'm not saying uninstall facebook or whatever but download the melanin people have and at least post once in a day okay and as we move forward you will understand why the melanin people have is the best app that you should have on your on your phones Yes, so you can find us on www.melaninpeople.com on Instagram as Melanin People app on the iOS and Android Play Stores. You can find us as the Melanin People app. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much um Reverend Philippi. Um I just I just thank you. I thank you and I Oh, absolutely we're looking forward have to, to it. do this again looking forward to the future you know, with you my brother yeah peace thank you very much sir and have a wonderful day